Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who aren't quite nerds but not quite noobs pick a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Oshvin. I'm on the phone with my friend Brian. And this week, we'll be reviewing the 2015 American horror thriller film, Emily, directed by Michael Thielen and uh, written by Richard Raymond and starring Sarah Bolger, Joshua Rush, Carly Adams, Thomas Bear, Susan Porfor, and Chris Beatham. Uh, we chose this film uh, because I saw some buzz about it being released on Netflix, and uh, it has gotten pretty decent reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Brian, was this one that you're familiar with? No, I had not heard of this one. Yeah, me neither. It was, it was one of those that I randomly stumbled on on Netflix and was surprised to see like it actually had decent reviews for a horror film. Yeah, um, it's hard to sift through the Netflix horror. I know. So much garbage on there. Yeah. Um, but this one, this one looks like it was kind of an indie film came out in 15. It was like around at some festivals and now is like kind of, kind of getting uh, some light of day with, with Netflix now. So, yeah, um, and I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, I hadn't heard of like too much, uh, you know, behind like the people who made it or anything. This director, I think he comes from like a commercial background of like shooting commercials, uh, for Google and BMW. Anything, uh, that jumped out to him about you or jumped out about him to you? No, not really. Um, yeah, Coca-Cola, Amex commercials. I did see he's a producer on some music type stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Like he was a producer on the Hamilton mixtape. Oh, wow. That's pretty big. Uh, and you, you know some people who work on the Hamilton set, right? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say my Northeast Ohio connection. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Early in the game. Go for it. Yeah. So the associate and supervising director of Hamilton is one Patrick Vessel, who was born and raised in Akron, Ohio, and is a good friend of mine. Nice. And so you I think, think... I'm going to try to ask him if he'll stoop to our level and come on the show. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be another celebrity to have on here. And so you, th- you think yeah. he knows this guy, Michael Thielen or Thielen? No. I, the... Mixtape was like other artists recording the Hamilton songs. Oh, I see. Okay. So I have a feeling the folks from Hamilton had very little to do with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Yeah. Got it. Um, it looks like it might have been his first feature film, though. I, I know he's like done a lot of shorts and stuff, but um, I didn't see if he had. I, there might have been one other movie he directed, but I couldn't find much on that one. No, I can but, confirm that. It is his first feature length film. Oh, it is? Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, anyone else from like the cast that you recognize? No, I did not recognize anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is just not much background on this movie. I was even trying to watch some like Q and a videos with the director and cast and didn't really get much info out of it. Yeah, I know. Just a bunch of like unknown people who made a movie like out of nowhere and that like no one's heard of. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I watched a Q and a with, Sarah Bolger and the director. Oh, and it was mostly just like people like telling Sarah Bolger that they loved her and that like she had pretty <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah, so she is like an Irish actress, I think, and from Dublin. Yeah, right. And it sounds like she's been in some TV shows, like the the Two Doors, the Tudors. I've never seen that one. Have you? Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> Two Doors would be a great spoof <laughs> on Tudors. Yeah, it's literally like people coming out of Two Doors. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I've never seen it. And I think she plays, God, I know nothing about history, but the historical figure who would become known as Bloody Mary, I think is played by Sarah Bolger. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know Bloody Mary was featured in the, the Tadaris. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, she just, you say her name three times and she yeah. comes out of one door and goes into the other. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever uh, do that as a kid? <laughs> Go in one door, what? Oh, Bloody Mary? <laughs> Bloody Mary in the mirror? No, I'm still too scared to do it. Are you? Have you done it? <laughs> we used to do it a lot, but like if someone locked me in a bathroom and told me to do it now, I probably would be too scared. Yeah, I just feel like, why tempt these things, you know? I, I mean, that's how I feel about Ouija boards. Yeah, I know. I'm like, like I am 95% sure that that's a bunch of bullshit, <laughs> but I do not want to play it. You're only 95% sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, like the whole idea of like standing in a in a bathroom in the dark, staring at yourself in the mirror, like right, right off the like, so that's scary enough. And then to like have to say a name on top of that, that's just like tempting. Who knows? <laughs> I remember one time in high school, my friends like locked me in this dark basement, just like being assholes. Uh huh. <laughs> they didn't lock me; they just like shut me down there. Yeah. And then I decided to like up the ante and just stay down there with the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> nice. Then what happened? They ever come uh, looking for you? I can't remember what how it ended, but I was down there for a while. <laughs> yeah. I really commit. Yeah, you, really, you took that in the opposite direction. I feel like the ending was not worth the like hour and a half I spent yeah. down there in the dark <laughs> waiting. In the dark. Did you think I like they like were was trying to freak them out, but they were just like he's just being an idiot. Down yeah, there. <laughs> it's weird. Brian's still hanging out in the basement by himself. We should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad he finally came out of that basement, man, and now we can do this podcast. Yeah, thanks, man. It's good to be out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. And then you know Chris uh, Beatum, who plays like the father in this film. Uh, he looked really familiar, but I don't actually, I don't think I've seen him in anything, but just that familiar. Looking yeah, face. same. I don't think I'd seen him in anything either. I, th- I think he's in like Inside Amy Schumer, but I've oh. never seen that. Yeah. That's a TV show, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. Um, but overall this, this film is basically, uh, a babysitter movie gone wrong where a family hires a babysitter and the babysitter isn't who they think she is. And then she starts to become kind of crazy and scares the kids. Um, we've seen uh, a number of, you know, at first I was like, you know, why don't we see like movies like this more often? But I guess we've seen like a good number of babysitter movies. Yeah. Babysitter is almost like a subgenre of horror. Like, yeah, not quite, but babysitters are just so central to so many horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, and it can be on either end. Like the babysitter is the creepy one or like the babysitter is the victim. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, wh- which one do you prefer? Hmm. Gosh, I don't know. I, f- I feel only I can only mm-hmm. think of two where the babysitter is that evil. I've seen. Yeah. Where the babysitter is evil. Yeah. Generally, it's like they're part of the the victim thing. Um, yeah, like Halloween. Yeah, exactly. Laurie Strode is the babysitter. Right. Um, uh, what's that? The what's that one that like looks like it's from the eighties? Shot by like Ty. Uh, T.I. something. Ty um, West. Yeah, Ty House West. House of the Devil. Yeah, babysitter too, right? Yeah, I, well, I can't remember if she was a babysitter or just like the house sitter. Oh, yeah, because I don't remember a kid in that one, actually. Yeah, I think she was just a house sitter, but oh, God, that movie was great. Yeah, that was a great one. That was a lot of fun. That was creepy. Uh, the two and with... Then, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, you you talk it. Oh, the, it. The, the two where the babysitter is the bad ones. Are you talking about like the babysitter on Netflix in this one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, isn't it weird? Have we seen a movie yet where there's a babysitter and the kids are like kind of the scary ones? 
Um, hmm. Like kids torturing the babysitter? Yeah. Or the kids like That hunted. sounds so familiar to me. Yeah, I'm sure it must have been done. Oh, I feel like I've seen a movie like that. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe I'm just thinking of mother or mama or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, with the, with the, the parents and stuff. Yeah. I feel like the really popular like folklore babysitter story that we all grew up with is like there's a babysitter at home and she gets a phone call. The kids are asleep and the guy's like, I'm in the house. And yeah, that, 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 but, but I'm not sure if there's ever been a movie like that at all. Yeah. When a stranger calls. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I've never seen that movie though. Yeah. I haven't either. Maybe it's I think one. that was in the seventies. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Kind of an old one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but it was a folklore. I think it was a folktale before that. Yeah, I always liked that story. I thought that was pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good campfire one at Boy Scout camp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, babysitters are a fun target. Um, and uh, and, th- and this one, like, yeah, we did, I think the last one we watched was The Babysitter on Netflix. And this is like 180 degree turn from that, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, this is uh, definitely a thriller, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, right. Pretty chilling, pretty disturbing, um, character-driven, I guess. Uh, not, nothing supernatural about this one, right? No, not at all. Yeah. I, I also saw this one called a home invasion movie, which eh, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you're letting someone into your house uh, that you don't know, and, you know, that's kind of the premise here. You ever, yeah. you, you guys ever hire a babysitter yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We have one who comes, well, we used to have one who came every day. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like if, if I was hiring a babysitter like this movie really would have gotten under my skin because <laughs> kind of took it Yeah, to for sure. Yeah. Our babysitter is pretty great though, so I'm not afraid of her. <laughs> and, and, and she's actually who you think she is. She's not. <laughs> yeah. As far as I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if there's too much else, like, background on this. Um, you know, it's, it's got, like, an 88 or 80% uh, review on, on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really good for a scary movie. Um, any, anything else worth mentioning here? That's, that's all I can think to say. Yeah. Yeah, pretty I imagine the background on this movie might fill out as far as what's on the internet, now that it's probably going to gain some uh, mm-hmm. notoriety now that it's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully more. I think it came out. like straight to iTunes. I don't know if there was any DVD release. Yeah, or any theatrical like, release at all. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just like at some film festivals and then straight to iTunes. But wow, I am not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, I wasn't able to find anything about the budget or anything, but it seems pretty low budget. Yeah, I wouldn't think you would need. I mean, there weren't really many effects or anything like that. It was a. It was all just based on the character and the tension generated from. Yeah. This actress. Yeah, a performance. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, do you want to uh, get into the plot then? Yeah, sure. Nothing else to do. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, let's take a quick break. I think uh, I got someone knocking on the door. It might be my babysitter. So I'll be right back. Yeah. Cool.
All right, Brian, we're back. Is your adult babysitter there? Yeah, you know, sometimes during the week, I feel like I need someone just to kind of watch me do things, so I hire a babysitter. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a myth that you need a kid to have a babysitter. Did you know that? <laughs> you, can, you can pay it's an te- offensive stereotype. <laughs> it is. You can pay a teenager $12 an hour to sit on the couch and watch you, you know, you know make dinner and stuff. <laughs> just, yeah. just as effective. She sees you, like, reaching towards a wall an electrical outlet and she's like yeah. no, no. <laughs> yeah exactly are you trying to eat like cookies late at night <laughs> and she's just like no <laughs> yeah exactly actually i feel like really rich people have those just like <laughs> life coaches oh yeah <laughs> i'm just coming out and hang out and like watch them and like give them tips and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah constructive feedback and criticism <laughs> yeah yeah keep them out of those cookies yeah th- there's a market for this i feel like task rabbit and stuff they need to get on that uh you know, to be able to hire people to come help you out. Yeah, grown-up sitter. Yeah, grown-up sitter. That's what us millennials need. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, so th- this is a pretty straightforward plot here. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, not, not very, a lot of it kind of takes place in one spot, but, um, you know, basically the, the, the movie opens up where it's scenes of like a suburb on like a cloudy day, some kids playing outside, and there's this girl, Anna, who's like walking down the street, talking to, you know, on the phone to one of her friends about how she has to go babysit someone tonight. And then uh, this car pulls up next to her. Someone's asking for directions. You can't see who it is. And then they're like, oh, are you Anna? And she's like, yeah. And suddenly like this guy like puts her into the back of the car, like throws her in there and, and the car takes off, which um, I, I thought was a pretty cool opening scene. What, what did you think? Yeah, yeah, it was a great opening. Yeah, it really, it kind of had the vibes of, like, It Follows, like, the whole, like, suburb, and it felt, like, kind of, uh, you know, dated, and, like, these kids, like, playing, and, like, the, the sound, like, that you hear of, like, uh, you know, kids just playing and, and kicking a ball around. It reminded me of, like, It Follows for, for some reason. It did. I feel like kind of, like, the, if my memory is correct, they each, like, horizontally, like, pan the camera, like, down the street, just, like show the neighborhood and like establish where this is taking place oh yeah yeah um yeah yeah that kind of scene setting they both Mm -hmm. open with like a traumatic event happening in a small neighborhood like that yeah right and uh and you know that's an effective thing with these scary movies that i think we've talked about when when they play to like you know your childhood memories of and where a lot of us grew up in a suburb and so i I felt like that scene was like relatable like that looked like a day that we could have been hanging out outside there (laughs) Yeah, for sure. It's kind of a stretch, though, that someone could... Well, I, I don't know, it's a suburb, but that someone could, like, kidnap someone like that in, like, broad daylight. Yeah, yeah. It was It was pretty smooth, though, Yeah, the way they did it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, the guy just kind of walked up behind her and, like, put her in the car. So the chloroform thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty quick. Uh, so, yeah, the, in the next scene, then, uh, there's a father uh, picking up... Um, uh, Anna, supposedly, but Anna, I, I think by now you know, like, you know, Anna was the girl that was supposed to babysit, and she's obviously been taken away in the back of a car. So then this father's picking up the new Anna, in uh, in quotes. Um, and, and you see this new Anna, like, wipe blood off of her shoe, right? Yeah. Because the car is pulling up. Yeah, I didn't know what it was, but, like, the, yeah, the new Anna's, like, hanging out in front of the old Anna's, or the actual Anna's house. And uh, this guy pulls up to pick her up, and, she, you know, she gets into the car. And, uh, and, and she's going to babysit the kids for the night. So there are three kids. There's a four-year-old named Christopher, 
uh, a nine-year-old named Sally, and then the 11-year-old older boy, who becomes kind of like the main character, named uh, Jacob. Um, and the parents are basically going out because it's their anniversary, and they have picked Anna because their current babysitter was busy, and Anna was supposed to be a friend of the babysitter, so they, so they brought her. But little do they know that the actual Anna is, you know, not this Anna. And this girl's actually, we find out her real name's actually Emily, the new babysitter. So uh, she comes in and, you know, she's acting kind of weird uh, once the parents leave. Um, she kind of, uh, you know, lets, tells, says weird things to the kids like, oh, you can pretend to be anything you want. You don't have to be what you are. Um, she starts to like, uh, you know, play a game of hide and seek where she like goes around and like unplugs like the phones and the internets, uh, the internet connection. And she's just kind of like going about things in like a very creepy and weird way. Uh, Brian, did, did you get the sense like at this point that there was something off with her? Yeah. I mean, they were, they weren't shy about giving the clues that there was something off with her. Like on the drive to the house, the dad mentions something about her, like that she has her own Facebook page for like babysitting service. And she's like, Oh, did you see my Facebook page? Like, yeah. Yeah. She's nervous. And she asks about like, do the kids have their own phones? Oh she's, yeah. She's asking weird questions. Yeah, right. She's she's definitely like asking the right questions for someone who's about to you know wreak havoc on this household. Yeah, she's she's doing a great job of being yeah. a psychopath so far. Yeah, doing her due diligence. It's like yeah, psychopathic one hundred and one. She she read the book. Here. <laughs> she's doing all the taking due all the right diligence. steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, so she's doing weird stuff around the house, and and you also are getting a sense of like the the three kids like their dynamics. So like you know, there's obviously. The, the youngest one who, like, doesn't know anything better and, you know, he's, he's just a young kid. There's the older sister who's kind of, like, a tattletale and, like, kind of sticks to the rules. And then the Jacob, who's, like, the 11-year-old, he's kind of, like, this emo kid who, like, uh, is trying to, like, resent his parents and, like, be on his own and do his own thing. But his parents, like, you got to be a better brother and, like, step it up. And so he's, he's kind of removed, which is 11 years old, uh, the age where kids start to get emo. I, I thought it was later. Um... I feel like that's more of a teenage thing, but 11 years old is the puberty thing when you, like, start wanting privacy and uh, yeah. to be separate from your parents. Yeah. He's definitely in that territory. Uh, I think the dad mentioned something about his surge history <laughs> oh, when yeah. he was discussing him with the wife. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's definitely at that point in life, I guess. Yeah. he's He's got the bangs. He's got the whole thing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think where it starts to get really messed up. So the, the parents are out at dinner and, and this whole movie kind of switches between, you know, things going on in the house and the parents having like some kind of, you know, lame anniversary conversations at, over dinner. Um, horrible, com- horrible dialogue from the parents in this movie. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, it's been so long. Oh, we never do this. Oh, you know, on, on and on. Yeah. But yeah, the parents were kind of cheesy in this one. Yeah. Um, but meanwhile at the house, things, uh, things are starting to get crazy she like, uh, you know, she, so they're playing this game of hide and seek and Jacob, the oldest son is like running around trying to find everyone. And he accidentally sees Emily, the babysitter in the bathroom. And he like pretends like he doesn't see her. So he like kind of pulls away, but then she calls him back into the bathroom and, uh, like he like watches her and she's like, uh, can you give me, you know, a tampon? And then like, uh, he, you know, he finds one. I mean, because obviously he's 11 years old. He doesn't even know what one is, but she, like, directs him to find one. She, like, makes him open it and hand it over to her and, like, makes... I mean, he, he like, watches her as she, like, you know, puts it in. So 
that that's like kind of that was one of like the earliest like disturbing parts of the movie i would say yeah for sure yeah yeah that's that's when it goes from like she's pretty off to like oh this is really messed up yeah and it, and it's funny cuz right after this sequence it cuts back to their parents at dinner and they're talking about oh we're at some point we're going to have to have the talk with jacob because he's getting that oh, age oh yeah and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like wow you know your your kid you know just saw this i, I think they're trying to like juxtaposition that so yeah so now you're like okay yeah there's obviously something wrong with her she's she's crazy um so then it cuts to a scene where she's like letting them eat like all the cookies they want and letting the youngest one like drink pop or some kind of fruit drink probably high in sugar before bed so you can tell like this is a babysitter that just like doesn't care at all um and then i feel like one of the weird things she does is she they, they go up and jacob has like a pet python which i still don't understand why people have pet pythons do you no, there was a dude who used to live down the street from us that had one. And did, did it, and it end would, well? It would, like, be sunning itself in the yard. Oh, man. It would be out in the yard on its own? Uh, he would be out there with it. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, They're kind of cool, but I would not want one. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know they could be domesticated very well. Um, But, yeah, Jacob's got one in his room, and he's like, oh, do you guys want to watch me f- uh, feed it like a, a mouse? And Emily uh, is like, why feed it a mouse? Let's feed it uh, Sally, the daughter's uh, hamster. And, and uh, you know, Sally's like freaking out. Jacob being like the 11-year-old who like just saw this uh, girl like in, you know, on the toilet is like trying to act pretty cool and like brave. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And Christopher, the, the youngest one, doesn't know any better. So they're like, oh, cool, let's see what happens. So they throw the hamster in and obviously the snake kills it. And Sally's like, you know, done for. She's just like crying and like in bed. And now even Jacob's like, oh man, you know, maybe that wasn't a great idea. Um, so then they go down and there's, and, and Emily's like, here, I'll put on a movie where they can all watch. And meanwhile, like Jacob's like in his room, he's going through her purse and he finds like out that her name isn't Anna, her name's Emily. Um, you know, the whole thing's lie. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs, the tape that she's put on is is like a sex tape and it's like their dad with with some other girl i think right no it was the dad and the mom are you sure yeah okay uh yeah and, and basically so so emily's down there with the two kids and they're watching like a sex tape of their parents which pretty disturbing again and like the kids don't really know what they're seeing um jacob jacob comes down and sees it and he like shuts it off and he's like pissed um and then i think emily's like all right well now it's time for bed so they go up to bed and, um, and, uh, Emily like starts telling Christopher a story about like how once, uh, there was a mama bear who had like a baby and basically the mama bear kind of neglected the baby or, or something happened where the baby died. And so then mama bear, which you, you know, you realize is Emily through like these flashbacks it's showing, uh, went and found this other guy who they call the skinny hyena. And those two have basically made new identities for themselves and are like in search for a new baby or a new cub, I guess, uh, as part of that story. So she's been like warming up to the four year old the whole time. You can tell he's kind of her favorite. Yeah. Yeah. She's really getting cuddly with him and she's got her eyes set on him. Mm -hmm. So you kind of understand now like that she's there to like kidnap the, the youngest child and she doesn't really care about the oldest two child or children. Um, so yeah, at the, and, and I, I guess at, the, at this whole time, like while the parents have been in the restaurant, there's been someone sitting outside watching them 
And you kind of realize this is her accomplice that she talks about in her story, who's kind of helping her. Yeah, and they, like, text each other every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then uh, I think things start to get, uh, start to take a turn for the worse. Uh, Jacob finds, like, his dad's gun. He like He's, like, aiming it at Emily. He's, like, calling her out. He's, like, you're not Anna. You're, you're this other person. And um, she's, like, you know, it's getting really tense. But then uh, the youngest kid runs in the, runs into the room. So Jacob, like, hides the gun under a pillow. The youngest kid finds it and takes it out and points it at Emily. And there's this, like, really tense scene where the youngest kid is, like, pointing the gun at Emily. And he, like, hits the trigger. But fortunately, it wasn't loaded. So nothing happens. But then uh, Maggie shows up, who is like the kid's actual babysitter. And there's this confrontation where, you know, Annie meets uh, Emily, or sorry, Maggie meets Emily. And uh, Emily's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Anna, the babysitter. And Emily's, and Maggie's like, no, you're, you're not the babysitter. You know, like the babysitter is my friend, and I haven't been able to get a hold of her all night. And uh, basically, the babysitter, like, you know, sees the kids. And the kids, like, slip her a note saying that, um, you know, they're in trouble. But before the babysitter can get away, before Maggie there, the old babysitter can get away, uh, Emily, like, gets into her car and, like, smashes her face on the steering wheel and drags her inside. Um, so, yeah, that, that was kind of a messed up scene. Really, really, really yeah, that was a little brutal. Yeah. Yeah, like, Emily, Emily, like, throughout this movie is kind of getting more and more unhinged and, like, getting more violent. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, so now, like, she's had it with these kids. Like, the kids know, like, what's going on. At least Jacob does. I think Sally and, and the youngest one, Christopher, are still kind of confused. But she makes them drink, like, some sleeping medicine and puts them to bed. Uh, Jacob pukes it up, uh, so that he can still stay awake. And he tries to call his neighbor over, uh, over this, this walkie-talkie because, um, Emily's, like, you know, kind of disconnected the phones and cut the, the lines. Um, and, uh, at, at this point, I think the... So at this point where the parents are like starting to head back and um, there's uh, that one guy like crashes into their car. Is that around this time? Yeah, because I think she like texts him like 911, like I need you to delay them. Yeah. Oh, and his because pers- mm-hmm. I think some other stuff has happened. Yeah. At the house that's gotten her all on edge yeah yeah because she's getting ready to like leave the house with christopher but like jacob who's like thrown up the sleeping medicine went and like kidnapped christopher and like hit him somewhere and yeah. she's like shoot i need more time so she texts the guy who's watching the parents and as the parents are leaving he like slams his car into their cab and kills himself which i thought was super weird that was that wasn't a great strategy on his part <laughs> <laughs> he's not a good adult babysitter Nah, he obviously missed the he, he didn't read the uh, yeah, the, the Babysitter 101 or the the the, the Psychopath 101 book. Well, is it the, yeah, he didn't have any other plan for distracting them yeah. <laughs> other than just crashing his car into them full speed, mind you. Like, yeah. just give him a nudge and then they have to, like, call the cops. And exactly, yeah, and delay. It's going to cost him another half hour or an hour. Exactly. He, like, rams into their car as they're leaving and he, like, flies out of the car and dies. <laughs> Yeah, and, well, like, was he not wearing a seatbelt? I know. That was so poorly thought out. <laughs> yeah. So now the parents are delayed because this whole accident happened and the cops are there and it's like a whole scene. Uh, meanwhile, at the house, so um, the babysitter, uh, Emily, uh, she's like trying to find Christopher uh, and the, the older babysitter, Maggie, who she like, she knocked out, comes back and they have like a brief brawl. But eventually, I think she kills Maggie, right? 
Yeah, I think you hear a neck snap. Yeah, so Emily's like just like kill this other other babysitter now, and um, and then she's like kind of uh, she's like yelling to Joshua like, uh, hey, you know, give me back Christopher. Uh, if you don't, you know, I'm going to do to you what I've like done to your friend, which, you know, he has a friend that he like briefly met in a treehouse and he had some firecrackers. Um, but now it appears that the friend has also been captured by Emily, the crazy babysitter. So there's this whole scene outside where Emily is, is waiting for uh, Jacob to come with Christopher. And so they can trade because em- Emily ha- is holding the sister hostage and uh, this is a cool scene where, like, Jacob, like, pushes a trash can towards her, and she thinks, like, Christopher's in the trash can, and so she opens it, but it's all these fireworks that, like, shoot up and, like, into her face. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, I was like, way to go, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, that was, like, the first good idea. Well, I guess, yeah, that was, like, amongst, like, the only few good Although, ideas. Uh, the best idea would have been just to go next door and ask someone to call 911. That's but... what I kept thinking the whole time. Like, why don't they go to the neighbors and, and just, like, knock on yeah. someone's door? There's so many chances. Yep. Yeah, clearly, yeah, these kids. <laughs> and also earlier in the plot, somebody, oh, the parents called the house to just check on them. Yeah. Over a landline phone that was in the house and connected. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, why did the kids never call 911? Yeah, exactly. I know. I think they were pretty late <laughs> to do that. Uh, but yeah. late, later on when she's trying the house, like, it's going straight to the machine. I assumed, like, when she when the babysitter cuts the... The, the lights off, like, uh, I guess that wouldn't impact the phone lines, though, would it? Um, she cuts the power off. That would affect the phone. It would. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Unless it's, a like... A landline phone. Well, unless it's, like, an old-school rotary phone, maybe. Yeah, but even those... Those I don't need know. electricity, right? Yeah, probably. There's probably some electronics going on in there. Yeah. Yeah. So these kids had a few chances, to like run off the street. Obviously, if they were a little smarter, but um, they're basically bat- battling this babysitter. Um, and so, uh, so back to the scene where the parents, where this crash happened. Um, the parents are now like on their way back. They're being escorted back home by a police car, and on the police radio, they hear like, "Hey, that car that hit these parents, there was a dead girl in the back, and her name was Anna." And the parents are like, "Oh." I, th- I thought Anna was supposed to be the girl who's babysitting our kids, and they, like, freak out, so now they're racing home. Uh, meanwhile, at home, uh, the babysitter who's been, like, shot up with fire firecrackers, uh, Jacob, like, grabbed the sister, his sister, and he has Christopher. They get into, like, the dad's car that he's working on in the workshop, and the babysitter basically, like, stands behind the car and is, like, and pointing a gun at them, being, like, get out of the car. Jacob, like, puts the car in reverse and just, like, backs over her and, like, runs her over. They start driving down the street, they run into the parents in the police car, and there's a big, like, oh, man, you know, and they, they, like, hug and stuff. And then you see all these shots of, like, the aftermath where, you know, the babysitter's body's gone. Um, the kid, the neighbor kid uh, who was trying to help out who the babysitter had seems to be doing okay. He's not dead. Um, we assume the babysitter's dead. Uh, and, and, sorry, the old babysitter, Maggie, we assume she's dead. Um, and then what we see is um, Emily. The, the 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 evil babysitter kind of running away into the woods and i think that's yeah, where it that's ends the last shot yeah yeah which i I, th- I thought she had died i thought she got run over by a car and shot up by fireworks i thought she would be dead yeah she's a trooper yeah she was she's, she could make actually for a good babysitter she's, she's got a lot of stamina she hung on there pretty well yeah sturdy yeah she's considered a career there <laughs> uh so yeah a lot of this movie was just like very tense around like 
her and like her acting, right? Yeah, there was a lot of tension, and yeah, her acting really carries this movie. She's one of those actors that can just do a lot with like micro expressions. Yeah, yeah, like nostril flares and like eye twitches. Like, yeah, she was a really good actress. Yeah, and like half the time you couldn't tell like what she was thinking. Like, is she just being like a teenage brat and like kind of you know looking off? you know, just, like, rolling her eyes or something, or, like, what's her end game? Like, it, it wasn't clear for a long time, like, what her intentions were. And I, I liked, like, that, that they didn't tell you that in the beginning, and the film kind of, like, rolled itself, uh, or, like, it revealed itself as it went along. Yeah, because it's quite a while before you, she reads that story, and you had the flashback of her, her losing her baby. Yeah. I think they were both, like, she was asleep on the couch with her baby, and the baby, you know, turned and got stuck in between the couch cushions. And oh, suffocated. is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, I see. Um, And so then it's quite a while in the movie before you're like, okay, she's looking for a new baby, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's part Uh, of, like, the scare is, like, you don't know what she's doing there, what what her end game is. Yeah, for sure. Um, Did you feel like once you find that out, like, what what she's actually trying to do, like, it loses some of its scare then and it becomes more of, like, an action thing? Or did you feel like the ending sequence was still kind of suspenseful or scary at all? It became more of a cat and mouse game then and lost some of that tension, but it was still good. Yeah. I think the thing that made this movie not great was the amount of time spent with the parents. Oh, completely agree, man. <laughs> it wasn't that much time, but it was just so unnecessary. I know, and they, their dialogue was just, like, so bland. <laughs> yeah, like, and if you're going to make that the mechanism, like, okay, it has to end with the parents coming home and realizing, you know, there was... Anna, their what who they think is their babysitter is in the trunk of the car that just hit them. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but like you didn't really need them to talk <laughs> about like, hey, for the anniversary I got you a gift that's two tickets to yeah NASCAR, and like he's like, oh, I'm gonna bring my buddy, and he's, she's like, oh, I thought maybe you could bring Jacob. You yeah, guys haven't been spending much time together. Yeah, it was just like forced character development. Exactly, that didn't, it didn't. It wasn't necessary to this specific movie, even though mm-hmm. I'm generally ragging on horror movies for lack of character <laughs> development. Yeah. No, I completely agree. The parents mm-hmm. didn't matter. Like, they weren't central to the plot. It was about the babysitter and the kids. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think if they had stayed more focused there, and uh, it, it would have made for a more a more chilling sequence. Because it would, would, like, start to build up tension at the at home scenes, and then you'd cut to the, the restaurant scene with some, like, bland dialogue where, uh, yeah, useless attempts to, like, build character and stuff, which just kind of threw off the vibe of it. Yeah, and then you don't even need that other dude who's like her partner who's waiting and watching. Like, yeah. he's not really necessary to the plot either. Right, right. <laughs> and you could have, I mean, it was a pretty short movie, but you could have then just added some more time of tension building in the house. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I Maybe agree. tighten up some of the plot holes of there being like a phone in the house that none of the kids use and right. none of them run to the neighbor's house. Like, the kid even goes outside and runs to his friend's treehouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have just ran over to the neighbor's house. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and also, if you're trying to kidnap a kid, I just feel like there's got to be much, like, easier ways versus, like, kidnap their babysitter and, like, pr- pretend, like, act as an imposter for them. Uh, yeah, like, you essentially just kidnapped one person. Why don't you just make that person a kid? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you kidnapped a babysitter? Yeah, I know. That's a roundabout way to do it. Yeah, it really is. Just kidnap the kid. Go to, like, a... <laughs> The parent pickup uh, line after school or something. 
Yeah, I know. That, that, that was pretty roundabout. Um, did this scare you, like, as a father at all? No. I feel like we've watched a lot of horror movies that have been hard for me as a father. Yeah. This was not one of them, just because it's so outlandish. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I don't know. Not really. I mean, someone could easily be who... Pretend to be who they aren't. It kind of made me think about, like, babysitting in general and, like, how much trust people put in, you know, what can sometimes be, like, a complete stranger. Um, I mean, I I know there's, like, ways out there to vet them and stuff, and these people thought they'd done their due diligence because they thought it was someone else, but it it makes it kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah, it is interesting. I guess every time we've gotten a babysitter, it's either been someone we know or through, like, an online service that does... (laughs) <laughs> they either like vet the people or yeah. they let you do a background check. Like we did a background check on our son's babysitter. Yeah. Who we call his nanny. She's not like a live in, but she's, she was here every day. Yeah. Yep. And so, and, and it had a photo of her all the dark secrets in her past. Sure. And it had a photo of them. Yeah. Okay. Did you, um, uh, actually, you know what? I'm not sure if it had a photo, but we like brought her over for an interview Okay. So I guess she still could have found a way to scam the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's possible. I, I think that's the kind of fear this movie's trying to hit on is, you know, there are, there are holes in the system and some crazy yeah. people out there who are, who are trying to take advantage of it. Um, what uh, would you think about, like, the, the kids acting? Oh, the kids were great. Yeah. I, I, what did you think? I, I like the dynamic. Like, they each, each like, had their own character and personality, and uh, I thought, like, the girl kind of being, like, this, you know, do-gooder and, you know, kind of complaining about the other guys, and, you know, when, when like, the babysitter would, like, give them, let them eat all their cookies, like, she would get upset. <laughs> that, that was all, like, pretty pretty good. Yeah, they were pretty believable. Yeah, yep. I, I just kind of wish uh, Josh, the 11-year-old, was, was a little smarter, because you're right, he could have gone over, he could have, there's so many things he could have done. I just thought he was kind of dumb. Yeah, he was a little dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jacob. Oh, Jacob, the yeah. The actor's name's Joshua. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My bad. Yeah, J- Jacob could have wisened up a bit. M- maybe maybe a note for the future <laughs> as he gets yeah. older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see, like, what else this actress, Sarah Bolger, does. Like, mm-hmm. granted, this movie was three years ago, but I feel like it's just now being thrown into the discussion. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely got uh, a lot of skill. I, I feel like she could do some other great work in, in horror films. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I think she's got some more movies coming out this year. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully we'll see more of her. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I was in two... Solid. What, what about the director? Is he, is he someone that you would follow? Um, It'll be interesting to see where he goes because he did a lot of things right here. I, I feel like there were just stretches of the movie where I didn't really notice any mistakes. There weren't necessarily things where I was like, oh, he nailed it with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was competent. I think his screw-up was... I don't know if it's a story screw-up or a directing screw-up to have the parents be so involved. Yeah, yeah, I and know. And have so much screen time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm not thrilled about this guy. Uh, I'd give him maybe one more chance, but I, I don't think... He's really solidified his footstep in the or his his, his shadow in the um, horror film world with this one. Yeah, I'm more excited to see what her career is like. Yeah, uh, the star Sarah Bolger. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. So out of from a zero to five rating on uh, zero to five pythons, how many would you give this one? 
Uh, I would give it just three pythons. It yeah. was solid. The plot holes were a little bit bit distracting, but she was great, and the tension building was good. And as I mentioned in the Creep Show episode, I did a double feature this and Creep Show with a big bowl of popcorn, and it was <laughs> not the same popcorn movie as Creep Show, but yeah. in a way, it was just kind of a fun watch. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. This this one. I didn't have too much fun watching it. It was it was more like disturbing, and yeah, you kind of like you're sitting on the edge of your seat, like kind of waiting for like what the hell's going on, like what does she want, uh, and, and then the payout, you know, it's it's pretty decent, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's I, I think I would go with like two and a half, uh, but yeah. but yeah, I think you're right. I think her her performance in this is like the standout thing. It almost reminds me of like Misery with with the you know that that uh, what, what's her name, uh, Kathy, Kathy Bates, yeah. Her acting, like how that carried that film, this one was kind of on par with that, I think. Yeah, if you had had a mediocre or a poor actress here, the movie as a whole would have sucked. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I agree. It was definitely built on this performance. Would you? Did you yeah. like this in comparison to The Babysitter, the, the film The Babysitter on Netflix? I liked this better than The Babysitter. Yeah, I agree. How about you? I agree. I don't think uh, we were too big on The Babysitter. But, you know, that one was a lot more fun. But that's like, it wasn't scary at all, though. It's kind of okay. yeah. That one definitely was a popcorn movie. It would fit a certain mood. That might be more fun to watch in a group. Yeah, versus this one, <laughs> we we all just leave kind of upset. And that one was also just like trying so hard. It was almost embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty over oh, the top. All the more embarrassing because the director just calls himself Mick G. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen his name come up in a bit. Hopefully, hopefully he's changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Mick T. Nobody will ever know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Rebranding myself. <laughs> cool. Anything else on this one? That's all I got. All right. Well, uh, that's all for this episode, folks. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today about Emily. Uh, if you want to join the discussion, we encourage you to follow Horror Movie Club podcast on Facebook and Twitter. We're at Horror Movie Pod on Twitter. Or shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com. And be sure to check Facebook or Twitter out for next week's movie in case you want to watch it before the next episode. Our logo is by Amy Mae Popart, so check her out on Etsy.com. And until next time, if you're trying to help a friend foil, uh, foil a plot uh, or do something sinister, um, try to put your seatbelt on before crashing your car into uh, a family. <laughs> Just so you can survive it, make it out the other end. Good idea.